Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, if you take the tongue as the instrument that enables us to form words and to speak, then we could say death and life are in the power of words. Death and life are in the power of what we say to each other. This idea, when you stop and think that Proverbs, that, that this came from, that Proverbs was written almost 3,000 years ago. Back then, they still understood the power of the words. The power of words to do good, but also to do ill. For death and for life. We can find this scattered throughout the Bible, this idea that words have power. Inherently, they have power in themselves. Especially, we see this in Genesis chapter 1. The story is told that when God decides to create, God speaks. Over and over in Genesis 1, it says, And God said, and God said. Again and again, we hear this idea that it is through words that creation itself, according to this myth, that words create they have a creative force within them. Now move forward 700 years from the time that Genesis was written. If you move forward, you'll find this idea in the Gospel of John. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. Think about it. The power of words in their minds, the power of words to create, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It existed in the beginning with God, and here's the punchline. God created everything through it, and nothing was created except through it. The ancients understood the power of a words to create. It's a creative force. But they also understood the power of words that could be used for good or for ill. Words that could be used to enhance life and words that could be used to destroy and bring about death all in words. Words are like a double-edged sword. It cuts both ways. And it all depends upon how you choose to use your words. For example, when you hear words of encouragement, when you hear someone and they call you and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you. 
Words like that actually have a calming effect upon the core of our being. Words can create a biological response within us. Dr. Andrew Newberg, who is a neuroscientist at Thomas Jefferson University, and Mark Robert Waldman, a communications expert, wrote a book entitled, Words Can Change Your Brain. In the book, it says the following, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. The ancients even understood this. They didn't have to wait for modern science to say, well, now we got proof of this. They, all they had to do was watch and see how words impacted other individuals and how words impacted themselves. There's a story of a young girl. She was in a really good mood, and she was at home, and she was singing. However, her mother wasn't in such a good mood. Her mother had had a hard day. She was irritated. Well, the little girl, the more she sang, the louder she got. The louder she got, the higher her voice went. Finally, her mother said, just stop it. You can't sing. You sound terrible. The story goes on that that little girl never sang again. Never. Words spoken in a moment of harshness, words that probably never were meant but because of the mood she was in, she expressed herself in those words. Not only did that little girl not sing anymore, but she became quiet around other people, especially strangers. Because she had heard those words, and those words settled and rooted into her brain. It became her reality. Words have the power to do good and to do ill. But you don't have to have words that you necessarily just hear. On my phone, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but on my phone I have a reminder set for Thursdays. Thursday mornings, my alarm goes off and it says, Text Stacy. Stacy's my oldest daughter. My oldest daughter is very, very busy. So when I call, frequently she doesn't answer. When I text, frequently she doesn't respond. I don't take that personally. But on Thursday mornings, I let her know that I'm thinking of her. As very simple as saying, I hope you're having a great day. Love you, Dad. When I do get a response, and I see those words on my phone, love you, Dad, it impacts me. It affects me. But in the same way, when individuals have texted me and have been angry and those words are expressed 
in their words and how they form them and bring them together, it affects me. But I'm not unique. It's the same with all of us. It doesn't matter if the words are oral or if they are written. Words impact our lives. They make a difference in our lives. They can build us up, but they can also tear us down. So my question for you this morning is, how can we, if words can be used for good or ill, how can we decide today, how can we decide to use only words for good? Now that may not be a reality, but it could be an ambition, an ideal that we set for ourselves, a mark, a goal, that we will only speak words that are going to be beneficial and helpful for other individuals. I think it can be captured in this phrase, be impeccable with your words. Be impeccable with your words. Now the word impeccable comes from the Latin. And when you break it down, it actually means without sin. Now, there are some individuals who will define sin as a breaking of the law, and that is one possibility. However, I would offer you another consideration. To be without sin means to do nothing against yourself. If sin is acting in a way that goes against yourself, then to be impeccable is to act in such a way that it would not be against yourself. And so to be impeccable with your words means that you will not use words that will go against yourself or others. And this is so important to, for us to pause and understand is sometimes the greatest ill that comes from words, the greatest harm of words that come to, into our being, do not come from other people. They come from ourselves. And it doesn't matter if those words are orally that we say aloud to ourselves or words that we say to ourselves in our minds. but we are really good at communicating negative thoughts to ourselves. We have a tendency not to be impeccable with our words when it comes to speaking to ourselves. Man, that was stupid of me. I could just die. I'll never be good enough. Look how old I look. We are so good at allowing these words to just come into our minds. But the call 
is to be impeccable with your words, not to speak out against yourself. But then once we have learned not to speak ill of ourselves, then the next step is not to speak ill of others, not to speak out against others. Man, that's hard. There's a word that is very harmful, but it's also, well, I'll say it, it's also a lot of fun to do. The word is gossip. You don't have to necessarily be the one initiating the gossip. You can be the one receiving those words. But when we speak ill of others and we listen to others speaking ill of us, that is like implanting a virus inside of ourselves. And that virus skews our outlook on life. For example, imagine a college student. They've signed up for a course. They talk to one of their friends, and their friend says, oh, you're taking the you're taking that class from her? She is one of the worst professors I've ever had. Well, that infects you. You can try consciously to dismiss that, but it's there. So what happens when you sit in class and you look at that professor? Or what happens the first time you get back a paper that you wrote and the grade is far less than what you thought it should be? It's so easy for our minds to click at that point and go, yeah, I guess my friend was right. She's terrible, professor. The words that we speak not only harm us when we speak them to ourselves, but they harm others, and they harm us when we hear others speaking negative about other human beings. And again, this is nothing new. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says that when you talk, do not say harmful things. When you talk, do not say harmful things. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about yourself or to yourself or you're talking about or to others. When you talk, do not say negative things. So you want to use words, the power of words for good? Start there. Don't allow negative and harmful words 
to come out of your mouth or into your brain. But the writer continues, but say what people need. Words that will help others be stronger. Or another way of understanding that word is words that help others be built up. And so again, I would ask you, when it comes to words, pay attention to the words you use when you talk to yourself. Pay attention to the words you use when you talk to or about other people. Think about a pot filled with dirt and you take a seed and you place it inside the soil and you cover it up imagine in your mind that that seed is a word or words that is placed inside of your brain What happens to the most, the majority of us is that word, <clears throat> much, like this, much like the seed, it, it will take root. It will find a way of becoming a part of your brain. And as it begins to grow, that word or words can actually form beliefs. Things that we were taught as children, told as children, we still believe about ourselves. The things that we hear other people say about a, another human being, they, they can take root in us and they become beliefs. And as that belief continues to grow, that belief shapes your behavior. So if you see yourself as unathletic, if you see yourself as not being able to carry a tune, that becomes a belief, and that belief actually will affect your behavior. So when you're asked to sing a solo, what are you going to say? No, I can't sing. Why? Because of a tiny set of words that were put in my mind, took root, formed a belief, and impacted my behavior. But it doesn't stop there. Because beliefs affect our behaviors, and behavior eventually will shape the type of person that we are. All because of a word. The writer of that proverb understood death and life 
are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of words. And so this week, I encourage you to pay attention to the words. The words that are in your mind and the words that come out of your mouth. And make it your goal. Make it your goal to use only words for good. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.